What's up, everybody? On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the hardest decision you're going to have to make as a podcast studio owner. No, try not. Do or do not. There is no try. All right. So as a studio owner, the hardest decision you're going to have to make is cutting clients. You're, you're going to have to purge some clients. You're going to have to get rid of the ones that are dead weight. The ones that are taking up all your time, the ones that are don't pay on time, the ones that ask for a thousand edits uh, after you've given them a great product, you got to let them go. Some people just don't value your time. They don't value your expertise, don't, don't value your services. They think they can do it better or something about some people just think that being a perfectionist is a great thing when it comes to podcasts. You, you do have to be a perfectionist. Sometimes as editors or studio owners, we're going to make mistakes. So the feedback is always good. But there's a, a point, there's a line you have to draw in the sand. It's like, how much work am I going to do? How much time can I spend on one client? And that's that's what you have to figure out yourself. And the the beauty of it is, the beauty of once you purge your, your worst clients, then you're going to find some new clients that are going to be better, that are going to pay on time, that will value your work, that will uh, give you uh, glowing reviews and send recommendations to you and bring people to you to start their new podcast and, and share things with you that'll help. Like there are great people uh, out there like that. So you have to find those types of people, the people that who are going to be your biggest supporters. That was the biggest mistake I made when I opened my first studio is I was putting in 60, 70 hours a week, recording things in studio, recording things on location and working with anybody who came by, anybody who had a question, I would spend, you know, an hour trying to help them with a question, you know, and then not charge them for the time that I spent working on it. I would just go project by project. And I worked with these clients for way too long. I should have uh, cut them off a long time ago. I, I got a call the other day. She gave me the, she was trying to hint at me that she wanted me to do something for free or very cheap. You know, I gave her my price to help her launch a podcast. Um, she wasn't giving me many details. So that's also something. And also, I, I do have a questionnaire that I send people of free, you know, just a questionnaire just to kind of figure out, uh, you know, how much they already have done, how much they have prepared. Just just a few basic questions about their podcast, where they want to take it, how far along they are, uh, gets their contact information, stuff like that. And the lady, she didn't even want to take the questionnaire. She was just trying to, you know, beat around the bush to ask me to do something for free. And I told her my price and I just stuck on my price. And I think I dodged a bullet by doing that. She had a great podcast idea. She was doing it for a, a great cause. You know, she had passion with it. So I, I know the podcast would be great, but that doesn't mean I have to work on it. That doesn't mean I have to do it. You know, the biggest key is just figuring out the line you're going to draw in the sand for clients because people will not value your time. And then as soon as you say no, they'll go find somebody else to do it for cheap or instead of using you and paying you appropriately, they'll use you to figure out how they can do it themselves and i get it that's the game you know i've done it before with other things you know i if an electrician comes by or if a, a contractor comes by to my house and fixes something and i watch them very closely so that the next time i can do it myself if i can if it's worth it to me you know so and that's what people are doing in a lot of the studios they come by they ask questions they they talk to you and then they look around and just just trying to you know and it's fine to help people i love helping people i want you to do it yourself but I also have a price that said when I was first starting out, I took on every client and I did all types of work, hours and hours of work just for the minimum, <laughs> just for the minimum. And that is 
that's that's what got me. So you have to learn how to cut out your worst clients, you know, and how do you figure that out? All right, so let's deep dive into it just a little bit. So what, what are you looking for in a good client? What you should do is like, look at your finances, look at the time you spend, look at what makes you happy, look at what you really enjoy doing in your business, and then go from there and figure out who your best clients are and who brings you joy. Right, who brings you joy? Doesn't make sense if you need the money. If you need the money, you need the money. You gotta do what you have to do, right? To keep your doors open and to keep your kids fed, right? But if you can, if it's a client that's not paying you on time anyway, then you can let them go and figure out exactly what you wanna do. So one thing you wanna look for is how much time do they expect you to spend on a project? Are they sending you a ton of edits? Are they sending you back uh, specifically what they want? Sometimes that can be good, sometimes that can be bad. Are there three chefs in the kitchen? In other words, like are there three people leading that you have to respond to? Are there three or four or five people that are in charge? Are you working for an organization? And everybody has a say-so in the project. That's terrible. That is the worst situation possible. So what you should do is prep them. My buddy Tyler gave me this. Tyler Edick, I'll put a picture of him right here with the creative truth. Uh, he always preps his clients beforehand, especially when he's working with the organization. He says, give me one point of contact uh, for the project and let them be the go-between between us and the rest of the organization. Because otherwise, if one person says they like the sound, one person says they like the color of the video, but another person doesn't, and you have to go back and change it three or four times, that is a waste of everybody's time, honestly. So one thing I learned when I was a real estate agent that applies here tremendously, and really every sales, um, funnel you're ever going to do in your life is book like book in selling is what they called it and that's when you do a ton of work in the beginning and a ton of work at closing and in the middle you kind of let the client figure out everything they need to figure it out so what i take from this is number one is like at the very beginning is you want to sit down with the client a prospective client um, and just talk to them and figure out ask as many questions you can have a notebook where you write down answers have not a phone, not a cell phone, because it looks like you're texting, but have a notebook, a physical notebook where you're writing down answers to their questions, and you have a set list of things that you ask them. Ask them what their budget is. Ask them what their timeline is. When do they want to launch their podcast? Ask them, uh, you know, how much equipment they have now. Ask them the topic of their podcast and to give you some ideas for uh, podcast topics. Ask them if there's going to be a co-host. Um, who else is on that team? Do they have an editor? Do they have a marketing uh, person? Do they have a social media person? Do they have a, do they have sponsors already? And do they plan on getting sponsors? Um, ask them about the expertise in the topic. You know, what have you done before? Why this subject? Ask them all these questions and then ask them what they want from you. You know, what they expect from you. Do they expect you to just edit? Do they expect to come into your studio and use your studio? Or do they expect you to also uh, do graphics? and for their podcast to do marketing and promote it on your website and on their website. And all this pre-work, this, this preparation before the podcast is gonna make everything in the middle easy. You know, it's gonna make that first, the first 10 episodes so much easier if you can get the questions up front right. And if you guys can learn how to communicate with each other and you know what the expectations are for each of you, you know? This is also a great time to say, these are my prices. This is what I'm gonna charge for this service. You know, it's more if you want me also to create graphics and promote it uh, on my podcast. It's more if you want me to promote it on my platform. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It's up to you. All that's up to you. But the preparation is key.
that's going to make the rest of the process so much smoother. You know, if you guys have communicated um, for, you know, a long time up front. Otherwise, things are going to go into array and they're going to feel like you're not doing enough. Um, they're going to feel like they're paying you too much or you're going to feel like they're not paying you enough if you have not talked about these things up front. So that is a great way to find new clients and weed out bad clients before you even get started on a project. And so finally, I'll just leave you with this really quick. The most valuable resource we have as a human being while we are alive on this earth, we don't know what happens after. We don't know what came before us, right? But the most valuable thing we have is time. And if you're not tracking your time that you spend on each client, you'll be used up. And before you know it, you won't have time for friends. You won't have time for family. You won't have time to see your kids grow. You won't have time to to work out or eat right. You won't have time to um, build a following for your, for your business, to grow your business. So that it becomes way more passive than it is uh, non-passive. What's the opposite of passive? <laughs> Active. <laughs> right? Right. Because right, right now, a lot of you probably, maybe not, maybe some of you have it in the bag. Maybe you know your business owners, you've been a business owner for 10 years, 30 years, and you know exactly what you're doing. But some of you out there don't. And I just want to tell you, starting out, this was my biggest thing is I put so much time in. I was listening to people like Gary V and David, David Goggins and Joe Rogan and all these other people who just work hard. And I thought if I just put the time in that things would grow and they did. But because I was just focused on working hard and not focused on working smart, I made a lot of mistakes and I spent a lot of time doing things for free or cheap with bad clients that I could have been spending with my kids or with my wife or with my friends or, you know, hobbies, working out, eating better, managing the finances, or even in the business, growing it so that I don't have to work so hard to get a client. If that makes sense. You know, I would have more time to create um, audiograms to promote the podcast on Instagram. I'll have more time to create uh, clips of my shows. I'll have more time to create uh, anything that helps grow the business, right? Education, learning how to edit audio better, learning how to market better, learn how to manage my finances better. That's always a big point. And if you're spending all your time with bad clients, you don't have time to build your skills as a business owner. Even that's the tip for today in this ongoing series of, you know, tips for podcast studio owners. So please, uh, reach out to me if you have questions, if you have a topic you want me to talk about, or if you want to be featured on on the show and I can interview you and sh you can send me pictures of your studio and we'll do like a virtual walkthrough of your studio, that would be really cool. I just want to promote this for you guys and hopefully you'll check out the website, Pot on the Go. Thank you guys for watching. I'm Raz with Pot on the Go. We'll see you next week.